Well, welcome everybody. This is always a, a great class to be in right after lunch. If you, if you had a lot of carbs, um, I'll just walk by you and shake you a little bit if you start dozing off. Um, but my name is Brent Heishman. Uh, this is Seek the Spirit Through Prayer. And um, I'm excited to have you um, with us today and excited about what the Lord's going to do uh, in, in our midst today. So why don't we start, since it's, it's about prayer, we probably should start with prayer. What do you think? All right. Father, we love you. We're so grateful for your goodness and your mercy and your kindness to us. We just invite you to re reveal your heart to us right now. just want to partner with you and partner with the Holy Spirit. We ask that you open up our understanding. God, touch, touch our five senses. Make us very aware of, of who you are and, and what you want to do in our midst. We ask you, King, that you would make us hungry to be continually filled with the Spirit and not only, Lord, to, to do that for ourselves, but, Lord, so that we can be overflowed and poured out, that people can encounter you, can encounter your love and your passion and your compassion. And we just give you praise for what you're doing in our lives and, and, and thank you for the state of Ohio, for every church that's represented, every pastor that's represented, the leadership of our network. God, we ask that you would just lean with favor towards us and we're so grateful for that. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, good. Um, it's good to be with you. I pastor... Uh, at Centerpoint Church in Marion, Ohio. I've been there for about three years. Um, previous to that, um, Lisa and I pretty much raised our kids in a small town called Newcomers Town, which is kind of over there in their area. Um, we were there 18 years, and um, God's, been, God's been faithful to us, and I've had plenty of uh, opportunity to talk with the Holy Spirit uh, in prayer, um, to get his perspective on ministry and his perspective on, on life, on raising kids. And I, I think that one of the things that we, we, we need to be able to pass on uh, to the church and to the next generation is that we can hear the voice of God, whatever, whatever that means to you. Because some of you are very literal, and you're going to say, well, I've never heard God speak. <laughs> and I probably have only heard an audible voice maybe once. And sometimes I wonder if that was my imagination, you know, because you pinch yourself. Um, but God speaks to us all the time. He's always speaking to us. And whether we know it deep down inside of our knower, uh, deep in our heart, whether we are conscious because it's thoughts that come through our minds, whether he highlights something when we're reading his word or highlights something in a conversation. All of a sudden, there's something that jumps out. I think that it's critical that we, we learn how the Holy Spirit speaks, especially to us, um, 
help others to learn how the Holy Spirit speaks to them. And, and prayer can be really boring if God doesn't speak. <laughs> so I must be really honest with you. Um, I would have given it up a long time ago if it wasn't conversational. Uh, I, I enjoy spending time in his presence. I enjoy uh, the insights he gives. He makes me a lot smarter than I ever hoped to be. And I rip his stuff off all the time, you know. Inspiration from God and, and claim it as my own. But, but he, I think he wants that. He wants us to have that type of a relationship with him that we, we can hear his heart, know his heart. And, um, and it, it's fun just growing with him. So, so the, the task, at least the stated task, is that we're going to partner with the Holy Spirit to increase prayer and prayer's effectiveness. Anybody feel like um, maybe we could increase the amount of prayer personally in our lives? Anybody, anybody there? Okay. I think sometimes it feels like a chore, an obligation. Um, sometimes when we get so busy and it isn't really a chore, we just run out of time and then we feel guilty. And there's so many things that the enemy uses to uh, prevent us from spending time with him. And I, and I, think, I think it's critical that, that we dive in deep, set some time apart that we can spend with him and listen to him and, and, and enjoy his presence. There's also times that we just need to jump in and out of conversations with him. Um, I know that for me, sometimes I feel ill-prepared for some of the tasks God calls me to do and some of the uh, ministry opportunities that come across you know during a 24 hour day and you, the temptation is, is to say well I'd have been better prepared if I'd have prayed more well you're probably right but can you check in with the Lord right now in the midst of what you're doing can, can, you, can you reopen the communication um, right in the midst of what you're doing? And so the more time we spend in prayer, the more time we spend listening to the voice of God and, and learning how he communicates to us, uh, the, the, the better we will be at that. And not only personally, but I think the church. Uh, the, the, I believe the church can pray more. I believe that the church can probably pray better. I believe that all of us, the church and individuals, can pray more effectively. And, and what, what I mean by effective prayer, certainly it's, to me, when, I'm all, when it's all said and done, I want to go, yeah, that was good. Okay, There's that element of it. But there's also the very practical element is when you pray, are your prayers answered? And I, I would say that we probably have settled into a, a culture that doesn't expect our prayers to be answered on the level that Jesus wants to answer them. Um, and we say things like, well, it just must not have been God's will. Or whatever. And what I, what I have found 
many times is that the tendency is to kind of cop out to that, that I guess it just wasn't the will of God or I, I didn't get it, an and we just leave it hang there. What I have found is I say, God, I don't feel like you're answering me. What's up? I ask him questions. Is there an answer coming? Is it, is, is it a time thing? Do you want to do this? Sometimes I blame God. I, I remember not, not too long ago, I um, was, was praying with him and I was kind of, you know, I started out in a good mindset, but I ended up complaining. God, I've been waiting on this. <laughs> Don't you hear me? Don't you love me? <laughs> you know, you ever been there? You kind of get that direction. And I heard the Lord. This was, wasn't audible, but it was close to it. I heard the Lord say, now wait a minute, I'm on your side. And I kind of shut up and I said, okay, what am I missing? And I found that usually I'm missing something. He's not. Let me say that again. I found that I am missing something and he's not. And so my default can't be, well, I guess it's just not God's will. When I don't get an answer, um, I, I ask him why. What am I missing? What's going on? And do you know that there's more than just you and him involved in prayer? Especially if you're interceding for someone, there's other people involved. The more people you get involved, the harder it is to get anything done. <laughs> and sometimes, sometimes the reason the prayer hasn't been answered yet is that God's still applying pressure to people who don't want to do what they should do. Yes. Including me. Right? And so to walk away, and the devil's good at this. We don't get an answer. We walk away and go, man, God just doesn't answer prayer. Um, yeah, he's been putting a full court press on all the people you've been praying for. They just are stubborn. And so what I've asked is, is God, give me some insight. This is where partnering with the Holy Spirit is so critical. I, I do think that part of the way we should use the gifts of the Spirit is in our, in our prayer lives. God, give me a word of knowledge. Give me some understanding. Give me some discernment. Help me to see what I can't see. Help me to know what I can't know. And if you don't want me to see it or know it, I'm okay if you just tell me it's not for you to see or know. But I don't want to walk away from a conversation with God kind of suspecting that He isn't listening, isn't going to answer I want to I want to bring closure just like I want to with any human being. Because if I walk away from my prayer time with God questioning whether or not did he hear me? Is he answering? God, what are you doing? Defaulting to that oh he's so mysterious and 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 I he is mysterious. He's completely other than me. But he's moved heaven and earth to talk to me. The last book of the Bible is Revelation. You know what that means, right? It means he's opening up your heart and your mind and your eyes so that you can see him, you can know him. So, so at least, God, give me, this isn't for you to know. I love you, Brett, but just don't worry about it. Right? So what do we hope, what do we hope to gain? 
believers who pray like Jesus, act like Jesus, and are empowered and led by the Holy Spirit. The disciples in the book of Luke specifically come to Jesus. He's praying in Luke chapter 1. And they, they wait for him to get done. And then they say, Jesus, teach us to pray. Like John the Baptist taught his disciples. So there, there's, a re, there's a request there. I don't know how long they lingered. And I'm sure that there were many times that Jesus was praying. And that if, you know, I think they listened in. I, I think they were a part of that. And I know we don't have Jesus with us physically. But Jesus was really excited about sending the Holy Spirit. He says, actually, it's better that I go because I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. So I still think we can listen in on what Jesus is praying through the Holy Spirit. So let, let, me, let me lay some foundations. I think, I think when we are asking about the will of God and we are um, learning to pray, uh, we, we want to learn to pray like Jesus did. And setting, setting that bar and that standard and saying, okay, um, is it possible for me to hear his heart? Is it possible for me to hear his words? Is it possible for me to pray like him? How many of you would like the, all, the answer of all those three questions would be yes? yes. Yeah. Well, the Holy Spirit, that's what he's tasked to do. <laughs> um, his, his, his job is to bring to our remembrance everything Jesus taught and, and teach us. And that um, if, if I ask, especially, you know, when we're praying for people, if I say, God, can you can you share your heart with me about this? I want to feel right now what you're feeling. I want to be able to see this situation like you see this situation. We all know that Jesus stands at the right hand of the Father. And he's interceding for us. Before I got up, he was praying for me about many things, but he's praying for me about this class. He's praying for you. folks that you minister to, that you talk with, or maybe here in this class, oftentimes people struggle with hearing from God. I'm not sure if, if, if I hear God's voice clearly, or I don't even know how to begin with that. A thing, something that, that's helped me a lot is, is to go to the truth of the word that Jesus stands and he's interceding at the right hand of the Father for, for you and I. He's having a conversation in heaven about you to his Father. Lord, as it is your will, can I listen in? <laughs> can, I, can I get some, some insight and direction because he's praying over me for my destiny. He's praying over me for protection 
all the many things that are already on my list, Jesus has already prayed for, if, if perhaps I could at least begin to tune my heart to the expectation that maybe I might be able to listen in on what Jesus is asking to know his heart, um, maybe my prayers would be a little bit more fruitful, maybe the time would be more exciting, uh, and, and maybe there there'd be some more effectiveness, there'd be more answers to prayer. We always want to hear his heart. We want to hear his words. We want to pray like him. The rest of the chapter of Luke 11, Luke chapter 11, Jesus not only um, answers the request of the disciples and he gives us the Lord's Prayer, at least the Luke, Luke's version of the Lord's Prayer, and th then he launches into some some more teaching. And I, I think it's really significant because effective prayer has to line up with a, a, a right view of God's heart, the heart of God. And Jesus, following up on how to pray, he says this. He says, so ask and it will be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. Then he says, it repeats it, but just another way. Everyone asking receives. Everyone seeking finds. Everyone knocking has the door open for them. The Father in heaven, a little bit later, the Father in heaven will give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. So when we question whether God answers prayer, Jesus hits that right off the right right after the little pattern that he gives of the Lord's Prayer. He he dives right into it. Really strongly. Ask because you'll receive. Seek because you'll find. Knock and the door will be open to you. Jesus is guaranteeing you that if you go to the Father, if you come in prayer to him, that there will be answers. That's that's his word. That's his promise. And he, and he tells us that if you want more of the Holy Spirit, if you need a deeper relationship with the Holy Spirit, if you need to understand his ways, if you want to connect to, to the Father through the Holy Spirit, then the Father wants to do that for you. In fact, before you got up, Jesus and the Father were having that conversation about you being more connected to the Holy Spirit. So he's, he's, he's all in for that. And so part, part of effective prayer has to, has to kind of get rid of the, all the questioning and, the, and the, the doubts that don't help us. And it's interesting to me how, how Jesus walks through, and I'm going to use Matthew's um, rendition of the Lord's Prayer as we break that down, that he... Jesus teaches them, when you pray, say this. When you pray, pray like this. Our Father, who is in... Are you taking notes? Jesus said... <laughs> I think that's probably why we memorize it, right? Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Right off the bat, he's trying to get heaven's perspective. A lot of times 
we start prayer from the problem's perspective and our perspective and life's perspective. And Jesus says, no, 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 no. If you want to pray like me, if you want to pray a lot and effectively, start from here. Your Father is in heaven and He sees everything. And His name is above all other names. At the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. That's so helpful for me. And, and sometimes, you know what, I know the prayer, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, the kingdom, you know, and you say it. But I have not gained heaven's perspective. I'm not saying you have to pray through the Lord's Prayer, but I'm saying when you start praying, please get heaven's perspective before you start asking. And that might take longer than a sentence. I'm really struggling, Lord. <laughs> I'm really struggling. I don't have heaven's perspective right now. So I'm just going to move on to the next thing. We'll just start asking because I've only got so much time or whatever. And I find out that probably I've wasted a whole lot of good time. Because now I'm not asking what I should ask, or I'm asking things that are already taken care of, and I want my prayers to be effective. So, so we start with heaven's perspective. God, help me to hear your heart. Help me to hear your words. Help me to pray what you pray. Jesus said, I only did what I saw the Father doing, and I only said what I heard the Father say. So prayer isn't complicated. We just need to find out what Jesus is praying and pray it. We just need to hear what Jesus is saying and say it. We just need to do what Jesus is doing and do it. Easier said than done though, right? So heaven's perspective. Then he, he moves into, after our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He begins to set not only heaven's perspective, but this is, this is what we're about. Jesus saved us for a purpose and a reason. And it's a powerful purpose and reason. We, we are joining with the heart of God and saying, God, I want things to go today on earth like they're going in heaven. Thy kingdom come... Thy will be done on earth. Is it, what does that mean? That's, that's, what he's, what, that's what Jesus is saying. We need to partner with the Holy Spirit, partner with the will of God, and, and ask that God's will will invade my will. That the kingdom of heaven will come in me, on me, and then through me. Your kingdom come to me and through me. Acts 1.8 tells us, you know, that passage of Scripture. Can someone quote it for me? Yeah, and you'll receive power, right? When the Holy Ghost comes on you, and you will be my witnesses, right? Here, there, and everywhere, right? <laughs> Yeah, so, um, 
even in the Lord's Prayer, we, we have the focus on the mission of, of, of what God's asking us to do, is to bring, bring the, the power of the Holy Spirit into our lives so that God's kingdom can come into our lives, His will can be done on earth as it is in heaven. Um, smarter people than I have studied the Word of God and studied missions and have come up with as they looked at Scripture and as, as they applied um, how God moves across the face of the earth came across, they, they've distilled it down to three different types of encounters every person needs. Everybody needs a truth encounter Everyone needs a power encounter. And everyone needs an allegiance encounter. To come to Christ, you need the truth. You need an encounter with the truth. To come to Christ, you need a power encounter to shake loose whatever has got you bound, whatever has got you held back. And then you need an allegiance encounter. You need to come to a place like... The, the woman that brings that expensive perfume and just says, you're all I got. I'm all in. Not only do people coming to Christ need those three encounters, but every time you grow, you need, maybe not in that order, but when, you, when you're growing, we kind of grow and we get reach a place, we get stuck, we plateaued. When you get plateaued and you're going to the next level, you want to pray more effectively and you're stuck. What do you need? You need a truth encounter. You need a power encounter. You need an allegiance encounter. God, what, what truth am I missing? Well, Jesus reminds you, you probably don't have heaven's perspective. Get heaven's perspective. Get the truth. You need, you need a power encounter. You, you need to learn how to court the presence of the Holy Spirit in your prayers so that however you experience Him, you experience God. You say, is that necessary? Absolutely it's necessary. God gave you five senses. All of them, before the fall, were trained to communicate with God. Not only our spirit and our soul and our mind and our emotions and all of that, but our five senses were given to us not as a detriment, but as a positive thing for us to communicate with God. And so it's critical that we let the Holy Spirit sanctify and develop our five senses so that we can experience, know, hear, understand the moving of the Holy Spirit. I know most of you know this already, but I, I just, I, I just want to repeat that um, your body wasn't given to you as a deficit. <laughs> Sometimes it stands in the way and you have to say, alright heart, you're not in this, are you? What's your problem, Brent? Got to encourage my heart in the Lord. Focused on too many other things right now. Is it too much to ask that when Jesus walks in the room that my heart leaps? 
will I ever get to the place that Jesus can walk into the room and I don't feel anything anymore? You know, we could say that about our relationships with our spouses, our kids. I don't want to be that dead. I don't want to be that, that separated from God. Holy Spirit's come to bring revelation and come to connect me so that I can know his heart. And once I, once I connect in truth and in power and allegiance, and, and he encounters me, um, it makes it a whole lot easier for me to give something away because now I've got something. I can share something. I can... I can take one more complaint because, because my, my cup is full, you know? When, when your cup's running out, it's that last complaint that just, you've been really good and really patient, but that last one spoiled you, right? <laughs> it's just like... So we need a lot. We need, we need a lot from him. We need... We need him to pour into us. And that's, again, who do you want to be like? I want to be like Jesus. I know that's a lofty goal. But every morning, the Father's going, I wish Brent would be more like Jesus. And so, if, if I just kind of get on the same page with him and say, I do too. <laughs> At least there's an expectation instead of some of the false humility we have is, I'll never be like him. Which sometimes is the same cop-out that God doesn't answer prayer. We're given an excuse that really isn't legit. Um, and it's difficult. It, it's difficult to be on his mission without the Holy Spirit. I'm supposed to bring heaven into this situation? That ain't happening unless the Holy Spirit's helping me. Right? I mean, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. I'm supposed to bring God's righteous will into this situation? Most people I'm talking to don't care what God thinks. It's not about His will. But I'm supposed to... I mean, that takes... The presence of God, it takes the power of the Holy Spirit. When we talk about being witnesses to the ends of the earth, I'm, I'm just struggling witnessing to me. Let alone the ends, the, really, the ends of the earth. And I forget that um, I, I really can't do it. It makes, it makes me all the more... Um, dependent upon him because people people don't need another $25 BP gas card people don't need just another bottle of water I mean they do and it's kind and it's okay they, they need an encounter. Yes. They, if, if things are going to change, they need an encounter. And I can't do that through a bottle of water and a BP card. 
I've been been reading about. Um, I'm always reading. I, I don't need to tell you what I'm reading about, but I'm always reading. But as I as I was reading the last couple months, I heard somebody say it was through a book that at the end of God's compassion is a gift. At the end of God's compassion, the focused release of God's compassion is a gift. We we hear that. Jesus was moved with compassion, right? And what are some things that Jesus did in when when the scripture says he was moved with compassion? What what are things that followed? Healings, yeah. He he fed some people as well. There was a miraculous. There's a there, there, there's there's one of the gifts of the spirit, work miracles, Lord, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All those all those things at the as God looked at as as Jesus looked at people, he was moved with compassion, and his heart released a gift. And what I find is sometimes. I'm not moved with his compassion. That's why I said at the beginning is I need to have his heart. I look at people and you're just another problem. (laughs) Come on. And if if my prayers are going to be effective for, for people and I'm going to be effective in reaching people, I could probably raise the level of my effectiveness if I would learn how to be moved with God's compassion for people. And then, here's the other thing, is to give them heaven. It's, it's interesting that when Jesus sent out the disciples, there's, there's three things he told them to do over and over again. And, and it's a little bit different every place, but the categories land... Tell them the good news. Heal them and drive out devils. Those three things. Because we live in a Western culture, we get the first one. We're going to tell. We're going to tell everybody. We're going to tell everybody. But remember what the mission, the missiologist discovered? That in the Western culture, if you just tell people and they don't get free, and they don't come to an allegiance with Christ, they really don't become a follower of Jesus. And then sometimes in other cultures, where it's a power culture, and everybody's going to the witch, the witch doctor, and everybody's into all the new age stuff that's going on, they're all into the spiritual stuff. They need some truth. <laughs> right? And they need appropriate allegiance. Don't pledge your allegiance to that, 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 and that because it has power. And so we, we have to work with the Holy Spirit and ask Him to fill our hearts with compassion so that we can give the appropriate, appropriate gift. And, and I'm, you know what? I, I'm not good at this yet. I'm, I'm fasting and praying and asking God for an increase literally every day. 
but I don't heal. I don't, God doesn't, God, I should say this, the Holy Spirit doesn't use me to heal like he used Jesus to heal. And that bothers me. The Holy Spirit doesn't use me to see people set free. To have that moment where the presence of God comes into their lives and just shatters them and wrecks them and they're a changed person. That doesn't happen enough. It happens sometimes. But Jesus was good at that. Jesus was moved with compassion. He heard the heart of the Father and he believed he had what it took what they needed to change their lives. And all I'm trying to do in, in this setting is to raise your expectation. Is to raise, is to raise your sights and not make you feel guilty. Because man, guilt and condemnation is not going to get you any closer to the Lord. And I wouldn't still be contending for, for a, a, a greater effectiveness in healing and greater effectiveness in, in sharing my faith. Um, if I was full of guilt and condemnation. It's not, it's not a guilt thing. It's, oh, Jesus, I want to. Teach me. Please teach me. Help me. There's so many, so many things that God can do through us if we have that expectation. But we need, in order to, to meet that mission, so, so when you're praying, and you're praying, God, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, there's lots to pray about. If you're a person that runs out of things to pray in, in 15 minutes, this, this will help you. <laughs> I need more compassion. I need more insight. I need to know what you know and, and, and know what to share. I know, I know that there's people have had some bad experiences with words of knowledge and, and, and prophetic utterances and things. I, I know that, but we don't throw Sunday school teachers out because a Sunday school teacher did something stupid. And we shouldn't throw the gifts of the Spirit out because people do stupid things with them. But I'm telling you what, one of the greatest resources you can have in trying to be on Christ's mission and win people to the Lord is to have insight through the gifts of the Spirit as to what's going on and what needs to be said and the timing everything's going on so that you're led by the Spirit and you do what Jesus would do. I just want to do what Jesus would do. Because they probably would have got saved if He was there. Right? The Lord died on the cross to secure some things for us. One of them is the Greek word exousia. It's authority. It's not our authority. But he died on the cross to give us the authority of heaven. The Father's authority. And we, we he's begging us to step in as his ambassadors and represent Jesus in his authority. To bring authority into situations. The authority of heaven. Um, God rules in heaven absolutely. Right? 
Whatever he says goes. Whatever is, it's, it's, it's done. He's asking us to represent just like, just like Jesus did. To bring the authority of heaven, the power of heaven, the righteous reign and rule of God's kingdom, bring it into this situation. And I think about Jesus is on the Mount of Transfiguration with the three disciples. You know, it's a great experience. They want to build um, a house there and stay there for a long time. And, and the angel says, you know, no, that, that's not what we're doing. And Jesus is coming down off the mountain with the three disciples. And he walks into a fight. The rest of the disciples are fighting with the scribes and the Pharisees. And there's a little boy flipping around on the ground, tormented by epileptic demon. And they're fighting. They're fighting over whether they had authority to do it or what they did it the right way or why they couldn't do it or what business do you have? You're making it worse. And the father goes, Jesus, I'm so glad you're here. I brought my child to your disciples and they couldn't do anything about it. And Jesus says this, you wicked, perverse, twisted generation, bring the little boy to me. How long will I put up with this? Because he's speaking from the righteous authority and heart of the Father that we shouldn't allow the devil to torment little boys like this. The compassion, right? And we've gotten so used to being picked on by the devil, we've lost our authority, we've lost our power, we've lost our position, and people are not experiencing what they, they could and should. I, I will go on record, I'm on tape. I, I have a long way to go, but I ain't giving up. I don't know how many more years I have, but however many more years I have, I ain't giving up. Because I know some people who are a little bit farther ahead than I am. And I know, I've read about people who are more contemporary than, than, than the apostles. More closer to our time frame. And, and somehow or another, they were able to pay a price in a relationship with God to get the Father's heart so that they could bring the mission of God into people's lives. Well, let's share one more thing. How, how much time do I have? I'm getting to preaching. and We have 15 minutes. Okay. Because I want to leave 15 minutes for you guys um, for questions. So, I don't dream. Rarely. The other day, God woke me straight up from a dream that I had very vivid um, sights, sounds, shaking, just, just all kinds of, I just could feel everything. It was very, very vivid. But the thing that God spoke to me, there were many things in the dream, the thing that God spoke to me in my dream was, and, and it was because I was the one receiving the gift, is, is that a dream that God was healing me? Somebody was praying for me and God was healing me. Yes, yes. Well, I had, a, had that dream. And, it, and I could feel what was happening. And my thought in the dream was that that person 
I just, I just was, was filled with gratitude that they cared enough about me and Jesus that they would pay the price that they could be used by God to walk into my situation. And as soon as I felt that and heard that, I heard the Holy Spirit say, and there are a lot of people coming. All of this that God's done and all this stirring up of the last two years, there are people who need a power encounter and a truth encounter and a Jesus encounter. And we got to love people enough to spend a little bit more time in the presence of God so that we can give them heaven. And I'm, I'm still struck by we, we want allegiance. We want people to be sold out Christ followers. When Jesus touched those people and changed their lives forever, they were, they were, most of them were so all in. Most of them were so all in. And so I, I'll, I'll end with that. Heaven's provision certainly is something we pray about. Um, and, and he's concerned and wants us to ask for our, our daily needs. Um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop for a moment and take some, some questions or comments. Yes? Uh, this was really good. I enjoyed this a lot. But my thing is when I pray, sometimes I feel like it's a laundry list. Like, thank you for keeping my, my husband's a driver. So I always thank him every day for keeping him safe and, you know, and all that. And I thank him for protecting my kids and thanking, you know, for our food and our house. And then I'm like, can you help me with patience? I have five kids. Lord knows I need a lot of patience. It's like, you know, I, I lost my patience this morning getting ready for school. Like, I'm so sorry. Help me be better tomorrow. Like, but it feels like a laundry list. Like, yeah. I'm just like, I'm trying not to complain too much. You know, I got to throw enough thankfulness in there that it's not just all me like, at God. But like, it feels not right. Like, I feel like I'm doing it wrong. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I when, when we get through praying, we should feel, we should be better. And I feel yeah. like I do have a peace, but like while I'm praying, like always in the back of my head, it's like, you're complaining too much. You better throw a thanks in there. Or, uh, or, I you, you know, or you're asking too big. You know, like you've asked too much for your own self. You need to pray for somebody else. You know, like, I just feel like I'm always, like, I'm in prayer and I'm there, but at the same time, it's like there's always this thought in the back of my head, like, okay, you prayed enough for your own self and your own family, you need to go pray for somebody, you know, you need to pray for another situation, or you need to pray for, you know, this other thing that you've seen on Facebook, or, you know, like, and sometimes I just feel like it's, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to respond in a minute, but someone's up there. He's waving at me. He's got a response. Rex, do you, are you hearing from God? This, this is something that, uh, and excuse my voice, I, I woke up Thursday with my voice screeching. Um, but something that I've been using for years is I give people a, a six-point prayer outline for a framework 
and I tell people just spend a little bit of time in each of these six points. And I start, I, I start off with praising God for who he is. I spend time confessing my sin. I spend time forgiving others. Then I intercede for others. Then I pray for my own needs, ministry, so forth. And then I give him thanks for what he's doing. And what I tell people is just spend a little bit of time in your own words, those things that you saw on Facebook when it's time to intercede for others. You know, um, you can plug those things in there so it, it keeps your prayer life fresh, it keeps you from having a laundry list. It's just a, it's just a framework and every day you fill in that framework with your own content um, as you're led. You know, and, and uh, so I've been teaching that for years and I, I had someone in my membership class say, well, what about, what about listening? I said, you're listening to God all the way through there. You know, uh, you're, you're praising him uh, for the things, for all that he is and all that. You know, he's revealing himself to you as you're doing that. Um, as you're uh, confessing your sin, the Holy Spirit's reminding you of the, your attitude toward this person and so forth. Mm -hmm. And when you're forgiving others, he's reminding you of the people that have hurt you that you need to forgive. And, you know, who, do, who does he want me to pray for when I intercede? You know, so all the way through there, there's a conversation with God in each of those areas. That's um, good. So I would suggest that um, if you just jot down those six areas, and spend some time in each of those. And don't worry about praying for an hour or whatever, but just pray in each of those areas as the Lord leads you. I like that. It, at least it feels like there's a structure and I'm not just like jumping here and there and all over, all over the place. <laughs> I, I do want to commend you. You've got one thing down that a lot of people struggle with is the Thanksgiving part. And... What, what I have found is if I want to lift my faith is what, whatever the issue is. If it's, you said something about you, you pray for your husband. Oh, yeah, he drives a truck. So, he, so, I, you know, just so, so Lord, I thank you that you are Lord of the highways. Mm -hmm. and, and stay there. Thank him. Thank him for the protection. Thank him for until your faith rises and then, and then just begin to, to shift into saying, and Lord, I thank you for keeping my husband safe. Mm -hmm. Just that... that subtle little bit of change because sometimes we get caught on the problem yes. and if we if we can like 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 Rex is talking about if we can make sure that we're moving away from the problem as much as possible to the, yes. to the problem solver I like that. Yeah. thank you yes that's good good yeah do we have time for practical application yeah let's, let's uh let's just do it let's okay it's on this paper okay so um how, how many of you want heaven's perspective okay. 
Okay. Right, I want you to stand. If you're able to. And we're gonna we're gonna use the, those two things that are at the bottom of the page. Thanksgiving and declaration. Okay. You can do this by yourself. When you do it with a group of people, the fun thing is is that if you're Unless you're really freaked out about praying with other people, it's not fun. But if the, the nice thing is, is you can hear the faith in the room. So, so as much as you're comfortable, we want to just begin out loud. You, you, ever, you ever sing in a worship service? How many of you sing? You actually say something. You actually sing out loud. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to pray out loud. <laughs> and we're going to thank God without music. We're going to thank God that he is, desires to give us heaven's perspective. Okay, and then we're just going to switch in a few minutes. After, after you hang out a little bit there and your faith gets strong enough, then we're going to declare that, God, you're turning something in my life now, and I'm receiving heaven's perspective. Okay? All right? So let's go. Let's thank Him. Hallelujah. Jesus, we thank You for heaven's perspective in this session, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank You for heaven's perspective. You're opening my ears. You're opening my eyes. You're touching my heart. Thank You, Lord. Thank you for heaven's perspective. You desire for us to know. Hallelujah. You desire for us to know. Hallelujah. You want us to have heaven's perspective. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now we declare, hallelujah, God, that heaven's perspective is filling our hearts and our minds. Hallelujah, my head is up in the heavens. It's outside of the problem. God, you're touching my heart right now in Jesus' name. Filling my mind with heaven's perspective. You're raising the level of my faith right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 So keep keep listening. But if you'll bring the, if you'll bring the level down just a little bit. So what I want to ask, what I want to ask now, is there something specific for this group that you feel God wants this group to hear that's from heaven's perspective? Is there somebody that would say, I really just feel, yes. So why don't we respond to that? Just be still and listen. Hallelujah. Thank you, King. Teach us to be still long enough to hear, Jesus. 
just hang out for just a couple more seconds, but I want to ask that the Lord would just begin to speak to your, your hearts individually about some things He wants you to know and He wants you to hear. He's a healer. He's a great teacher. He can teach us to pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, I was praying. God said that when we are weak, He's strong. That means, to me, it says when we take us out of the equation, of 
put God there, He can work miracles. Yes. Amen. But we got to take ourselves out. Yeah. You know, sometimes we don't believe, or you know, we just can't believe He can do it for us. But when we are weak, the weakest point in our lives is when we pray harder, don't we? Yes. And that's when He shows Himself. Amen. The and the Lord would also tell us that if we are truly still in his presence, we're going to know that he is God. Yes. And we're going to know that he is the author, he is the finisher of our faith. Yes. Yes. And we have to stop trying to write what we want mm. on the pages of our life. Yes. But because he is the author, yes. and the finisher, yes. let him decide what's best for us. Thank you, God. Amen. Amen. So just just one other thing. You can um, get a group of people together and have prayer for an extended period of time just with those two things. Thank the Lord for, declare it, that it's done, and then listen. What's God saying? And we could have jumped off of any one of these things and prayed, prayed into that. So yeah. just a simple pattern.